like seven inches from the midday sun. Welcome back to Bizarre Podcast, Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant, you can call him Chip, and today we are talking about episodes 35 and 36 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. So, where we left off was a naked standoff between not father and son. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. The serial killer wants to kill the little boy, but the little boy... It turns out he doesn't want to be killed. He, does, he really doesn't want to die. They disagree it, about this. Yeah, and Hayato's got an unknown amount of videotapes copies mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the the last murder Kira committed. But he's got so many that he's certain something will be found by someone sometime. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe a little bit more convincing if you had some type of system set up to like mail it to the police or anybody, but he's Yeah, te- he's s- some sort of dead man switch system with FedEx, you know, but no, no. Yeah, he's 10 years old. This is pretty good for a, t- <laughs> a 10-year-old, so but yeah, the episode starts starts off. It is we're still doing time codes, by the way. Yeah, and it's still Thursday. We're never gonna get out of fucking Thursday. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's the fifteenth, and it's twenty thirty at Morio Square. That that is how episode thirty five, another one bites the dust, part one begins. Mm-hmm. Kira's dad flying around. He's spooked. He's worried because. He was flying around and previous episodes spotted Raimi and the others looking at that that photo album of Rohan's and noticing Hayato. His three parallel attacks failed and yep. uh, the, these darn do-gooders are still putting clues together. How dare they? Yeah, so he, he's rushing to Kira to, to warn him and like tell him just like fucking leave. <laughs> Run away. Did Kira... Did, when, when Kira was Kira living at the Kira house, did he know his dad was there as a ghost? Did he know he was being haunted? From things in later in this episode, yeah, I believe he knew his dad was still around as a ghost Yeah, picture. Yeah, because they sure don't do a lot of catching up. They just hit the ground running. There, there's not a lot of, okay, let me explain. I'm yeah. in a picture because I'm a ghost. Yeah, I'm under the impression he's he knows his dad is a ghost and is helping him, and he's super cool with that. But yeah, as Kira's dad flies towards Kira's house, we, we cut again, and it's 20.48 p.m., and we go back to the bathroom. Shinobu is just outside picking up, like, Hayato's clothes. They're just strewn a- across the floor right outside the bathroom door. Screaming bloody murder uh, uh, about, you know, don't don't leave your clothes in the hall, you idiot child. Yeah. So she rushes into the bathroom to, to uh, give him a piece of her mind. But he's not in the bathroom. Her dearest husband is in the bathroom all alone with bloody fingertips. <laughs> And pants on already. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, she's just like explaining to her husband that our fucking son sucks. <laughs> he won't do what I say. He's just being a rascal all the time. Also, honey, your fingertips are bleeding. Here. Some sort of naked rascal around here. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If he's not in the bathtub, what's he doing? Yeah. And it's like, okay, your fingertips are bleeding here. I'll you know go fix that for you. Kira's excuse for why his fingers are bleeding are he accidentally slammed his fingers in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she goes to get some boom aids. <laughs> I mean, my fingers were bleeding yesterday because I'm very bad at can openers. You know, things happen. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like that sucks. <laughs> Getting that with a can opener. I tried to become an ingredient. Mm. And as she's, like, opening this little closet, it only opens an inch or so. 
before like Kira slams one one arm, you know, outstretched onto the door saying like, it's okay, I'll get it. As the camera pans down and we see Hayato stashed on the floor in this closet, uh, dead, super dead. Kira must have dropped a colony on Dublin because Hayato is dead. <laughs> and that brings us to the OP. Hooray. Hey. <laughs> Uh, and now it's 20.50 p.m. It's 20.50. Koichi is at Josuke's house telling him about the Kawajiri connection, which is my favorite airport spy novel. <laughs> and they, they've all decided to round up a big posse down at the Pepsi sign tomorrow. Yeah, there's a lot of Pepsi in these two episodes. There's a lot of Pepsi! Like, okay, it wouldn't be surprising to me, like, you know, if they ended up getting a Pepsi sponsorship, whatever, in, in when this anime was made. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm shocked to see that it carried over to the American version, the English stuff, because usually <laughs> stuff like that just kind of gets changed out because <laughs> there's, like, mm-hmm. extra stuff that's got to get signed or something, but... Pepsi in Diamond is Unbreakable is like bagpipes in uh, uh, the 2021 Dune, you know? <laughs> I don't know how much I was expecting, but it's less than I got. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're they're going to meet up by the Pepsi sign. That Pepsi sign is on the route that Hayato takes to school. And so mm-hmm, they're just mm-hmm. kind of going to wait for him in the morning and then just start asking him a whole lot of questions. So the people that are scheduled to arrive, it's it's Rohan, of course, to display his findings, our, our high school trio and Jotaro yeah. all together. And so Josuke thinks to himself, huh. Pepsi at 8.30. That means I'm going to be late for school. <laughs> it's like the opposite type of ad you want for Pepsi. You know? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to be late. Drink a Pepsi. Get there on time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, this is Pepsi is making my life worse. And also Britney Spears is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, Koichi is like handing a Pepsi to a cop or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's... <laughs> That makes everything better. So so meanwhile, we're having a flashback to the actual child murder. Oh, you thought JoJo's was going to have some restraint? <laughs> Fuck you. No. We, we go back to Kira's house here, and Kira just kind of closes the closet door, profusely sweating now because mm-hmm. his wife just got very close to spotting the body of her dead child. The, the one thing he didn't want was an unexplained death, you know? She's noticing that he doesn't look quite right. You know, are you sick? Are you okay? And he's just saying, well, I slammed my fingers in the door really hard. It hurts (laughs) bad. That's why I'm sweating. And Shinobu just like stops and then smiles just like, oh, my husband. And as she's picking up the rest of Hayato's clothes before she leaves, she goes, I don't know. There's just a different vibe about you, lady. It feels like you're immortal. Bye. (laughs) So with a moment to think, he thinks back on how uh, uh, he, he decides we must be wondering how he got in this situation. Back in the recent past, Hayato is, yeah, screaming about his tapes and how the, the news is going to get out. They're going to get you. I'm a precocious nine-year-old motherfucker. <laughs> and so he, he rushes out of the, the bathroom to escape and Killer Queen just grabs him by the scalp. Yeah. And that fucking just blows him up. Just blows him up. A small explosion, but yeah, I, I guess it's the hair strand bomb, but it's enough to to kill him and and stash him in the closet while his clothes are strewn around the hallway to be collected later, as we see. And as we exit this flashback, Kira's dad is here, floating around and telling him just how fucked he is. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you hey, got, kid, you ha- I love you. You're screwed. <laughs> yeah, you have to leave right fucking now because all these people are converging on you. There's a dead kid here, which, by the way, was a really bad decision <laughs> on your part. People know about this kid. They're going to ask about this kid. He's dead. That's very suspicious, my boy. And he's in a closet. Like, don't fucking do that. You you couldn't do the, the, the slip and fall thing? You set up a slip and fall thing. What the fuck? His blood's all over the closet now. Wait a minute. Uh Uh-oh. And Kira's response to this is to just kind of crouch in a corner and bite his nails a whole lot. Hence the the bleeding fingertips. And Kira's dad just starts monologuing like, oh, my poor boy. Whenever he's worried, he would just start chewing on his fingertips like this. I hate seeing my serial killer son in despair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. And so he's just like, you, you gotta leave. You gotta run. You gotta skip town. There are so many other places to kill people. And and this is what uh, uh, shocks Kira out of his days. He stands up to his full height and is like, hey, hey, dad, fuck you. Yeah, he. he ref- I am never leaving this town. Yeah, he loves Morio. I, I guess there's just a lot of nice women to murder, specifically in Morio. So yeah, he refuses to leave. And when he's standing up to this, he's he's grabbed the Polaroid with his dad in it. And uh, as he's saying this, boop, there's suddenly a giant... <laughs> that There is a raised imprint under the skin of his arm of an arrowhead. Mm-hmm. And the entire stand-granting arrow has, on its own, moved out of the, the corner of the Polaroid and is just starting going into the palm of Kira's hand and all the way up into his arm. So the entire arrow is <laughs> inside his arm. Just smoothly sliding inch by inch under the skin, like up the forearm, out his shoulder, and then back in under his jaw and like piercing his brain gross of course kira's dad is just like oh my god (laughs) what is happening (laughs) like kira is twitching from the this arrow like piercing his brain essentially uh Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. every time he twitches you see like an overlay of killer queen like thumping to the sound of a heartbeat on top of his body all these like dark electric flashes and and eventually he is zipped into a single point of like purple energy yeah and the screen just goes black after he's sucked into that and now we have finally finally escaped thursday it is now friday the 16th (laughs) the day jfk jr died in a plane crash oh god but we have not escaped title cards. It's 7.30, the exact same, like, format, font, mm-hmm. and style. Yeah, and Shinobu is calling out for Hayato, like, hey, fucking wake up, you shitty kid. It's time for breakfast. Answer me when I, you know, get up out of bed already. And there's mm-hmm, Hayato, mm-hmm. already fully dressed. Just standing in, in a bit of a haze, looking out the window, like, but yeah. Holding one of his tapes and thinking about last night's con- uh, confrontation. He remembers everything, it seems. Yeah. Shinobu's just kind of shocked that, oh, Hayato's already up. We'll fucking answer when I call you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so Hayato goes downstairs to, to have breakfast. And down comes Kira wearing slippers. And uh, essentially his old clothes, uh, but instead of the purple suit, it's like a, a cream white suit, but with uh, yeah. the same style of tie, same style of everything. He, he's more Kira than ever. Yeah. Or <laughs> more Kira than he's been in a few weeks, at least. <laughs> yeah. And as he 
descends the stairs, the camera pans up, and we see that his hair has changed. Uh, mm-hmm. His hair is white with little black, like, squiggly strands, like, evenly spaced out <laughs> across his well, head. Well, this, this comes into being on screen because he, he, like, stands at a mirror downstairs and uh, brushes his hair, yes. slicks it straight back, and then... <laughs> I guess you know those sequin pillows where it's like yes. oh it's it's one design but if you rub them the other way it's a, it's a different color. His hair is that? Yes. Yes it is. The underside of all of his hair strands uh, uh or most of them is silver apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So by slicking his hair back it changes color. Yeah. And as Kira's like looking at this mirror and he's he looks extremely pleased this morning Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kira's dad is still like floating up in in this kitchen kind of in the dining room like hiding in a chandelier and he's just going like why is my son so happy what the fuck is going on (laughs) and we we flash back to the night before because we can't go more than like three minutes without a flashback (laughs) obviously yeah and yeah we're going right back to the moment where kira is or uh, kira's dad is telling kira like hey a lot of people are investigating you. They're all converging on your son. You got to get out of here. And instead of what happened last night, we're we're seeing something different this time. Kira is stops chewing on his nails and just says, "Every don't worry, everything's going to be fine." And he opens up the closet where Hayato is stored, and he's not there. And so Kira has all the confidence in the world now because Killer Queen has a third ability now. <laughs> yes. It's no longer just bomb type one and two. Uh, he's got some type of new thing going on. And so the day proceeds as normal, right? Uh, uh, the news cuts to weather reporter Kai Harada, who's not ready <laughs> for, for the live broadcast. Yeah. The telephone rings. Hayato doesn't answer it when he's told. Uh, uh, Shinobu walks over to, you know, carry some things to the breakfast table. She trips and falls and smashes her favorite teapot and blames Hayato because he wasn't listening to get the dang phone. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of, like, very distinct events that happen in quick succession here. Mm -hmm. And Kira is very, very cool, very chill right now, not bothered by anything. And so he goes to pick up and answer the phone. And, you know, picks it up and is just like, oh, no, wrong number, hangs up immediately. And he just tells his wife, hey, hey, don't worry about Hayato's, like, attitude problems. He's just reached a phase where he just doesn't really want to talk to his parents. Mm -hmm. It'll work itself out. He's smoothing everything over in, like, super father Kosaku mode. (laughs) Uh, He's just, like, charming and warm and like, it's all good. We're a perfect loving family. Hey, baby, give me some sugar. Uh, uh, so. Yeah, this is the first time he ever actually kisses Shinobu. Just on the cheek this time, but oh man, it's a lot for Shinobu to process. <laughs> and, and so he leaves for work, and Hayato leaves for school, but wait. He, he pops out the door, and uh, there's Dad just s- sitting there like alongside the door jam to surprise him a- as soon as he leaves. Uh, mm. So they can have a pleasant little chit-chat on the way to school. <laughs> Yeah, Haito Hen grabbed his little school hat, and yeah, he 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 becomes aware of of Kira's presence when Kira just like places the hat on his head, saying like, "We got a chat." So they're talk. So Kira is talking about like, "Hey, bud, you might have noticed I'm a fucking murderer." <laughs> <laughs> My real name is Yoshikage Kira, and I'm not your dad. I know. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows. It's cool. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I love the way this is presented because uh, uh, the camera isn't following the two of them. It's pointed at the the sidewalk following their shadows. And then yeah. when there's a, a turn, when there's a dramatic beat, and uh, Kira says that there's no need to kill Hayato anymore, he steps forward. And so uh, uh, that is shown by his shadow just enveloping Hayato's yeah. and, and completely absorbing him. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's Kira saying, uh, hey, kid, if I wanted to kill you, I would have already done it. But I have no need to because uh, I'm fucking God now. I am invincible. <laughs> uh, I have already lost complete interest in, in you. I know you're planning shit. It don't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he just like ends this by like getting right up in Hayato's face. And it's just like, hey, from now on, let's just get along. Let's just be father and son. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm off to work. Have a good day at school, son. <laughs> This this is great. This is great for for Kira's character because he realizes that all of his like urges toward domination and mm. imposing his will on others, that's the nuclear family. That's fucking yeah. father knows best. This this is what he wanted all along was to be a, a, an emotionally abusive father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a very supportive father on the side though. Like <laughs> So there's an ominous Pepsi billboard. Yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot of this. I've never been more frightened by Pepsi in my life. Yeah, we, we see the Pepsi billboard that everyone is going to meet up at. And there are yeah ominous storm clouds gathering uh, uh, behind it. And Hayato is very spooked, still walking to school, but, but his mind is racing mile a minute. Just like, what the fuck just happened with Kira? What do I like even do? What do I do? Yeah, yeah. He is still like trying to find an angle like, okay, I've got his real name. That's cool. From the way he talked, it sounds like other people have similar supernatural abilities. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some way to find them. That's something. But he, again, has no idea how to proceed or or how to find these people or what they could possibly do for him. And so as hope drains away, color from the world drains away Mm -hmm. in a strict violation of Pepsi brand guidelines, I will say. (laughs) God, the I just re- remembered that um, it's like m- more than a decade old at this point. That really wild like Pepsi style guide mm-hmm. that was like the Pepsi Galaxy and stuff. I feel like that could be a stand somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as the the color drains out, like the the camera has pulled out, so you're getting a pretty wide view of the sidewalk, the street he's walking on, and there's a hot sports car parked in the side, and it a door mm-hmm. opens up. Mm-hmm. And out pops Rohan in yet another new outfit. He's dressed as sort of a biker punk, but a very Rohan interpretation of the theme. <laughs> yeah. He's got really tall leather boots and the zippers mm-hmm. that go all the way up the front of the boots. Of and course. matching long leather gloves. Oh, of yes. Of course. That's his driving gloves. And of course, the little uh, bits you grab on the, zipper, on the zippers on his boots are pen nibs course mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is all custom ordered i cannot imagine <laughs> so yeah rohan pops out strikes a pose in his sports car uh just says hey kid you're hayato kawajiri <laughs> pose <laughs> and then we get a killer queen title card yeah so then it is now eight twenty four, and rohan is asking about that picture he took of hayato filming his dad mm-hmm 
And Hayato's like, this is fucked up. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, this is, uh-oh, uh-oh. Before Hayato can do anything, Kira does the thing he always does when he meets a new person, which is just mm-hmm. fucking hit him with heaven's door and just read their 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 book because Rohan just thinks to himself, it's going to be just way easier to read this shit than ask a kid all these yeah, questions. Yeah. This kid's like very tiny and like six or something. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like uh, Rohan does not know what kids' ages are, and this is the most <laughs> relatable thing about him to me. <laughs> yeah. This child is remarkably buff. How old is him? Is he? I don't know. What are you, nine? I'm 14. What does that mean? You're nine? (laughs) (laughs) Kids just go from an indeterminate age to adult. (laughs) I'm adult. You are kid. So Hayato's face is opened up. He is reclining unconscious in like the the passenger seat of Rohan's little sports car. Mm -hmm. And Rohan sees something he's never, ever seen inside someone's book before. A warning. A warning to go no farther. <laughs> yeah. And, and he does. Like, yeah. he does. The warning is just more tantalizing for Rohan, honestly. So, yeah, he, he flips the next page, and it reads like the setup to a joke with no punchline. <laughs> yeah. So this old dude is walking down the street with a zipper open, and then these two ladies walk by, and they say, uh, it's just like, what the, what the fuck is this? Yeah, old man sneezes, his flies open, some women laugh. And then it happens. (gasps) What the fuck? And the next page mentions a thunderstorm that was not in that weather broadcast. But then it happens. Yeah, some lightning strikes the Pepsi sign or like right behind it. And Rohan says to himself, this is too strange to be a standability. Excuse me? Excuse me? No. Let, let me introduce you to my good friends Enigma and Superfly. <laughs> I know you were busy yesterday. <laughs> and so, yeah, Rohan is like a little freaked out that all these pages are not about Hayato, but about v- events that are su- very soon to happen. And then one page farther, he hits pay dirt. My dad is not my dad. He has been replaced by a killer named Yoshikage Kira. Mm-hmm. The, the case is blown wide open, and Kira is just like fist pumping, hell yes, until the next thing he reads, which is, then Rohan Kashibe was also killed. <laughs> yeah. And this is shown by like him flipping the page, and it's uh, a close up of like each single character spelling out this statement. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rohan is just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what?" And we hear that telltale detonator click. Mm-hmm. As the pages that are currently open on Hayato's face kind of get lifted up by a very tiny killer queen that was hiding hiding underneath. Yes, he's adorable. I Action mean, he, figure sized Killer Queen. He looks exactly like Killer Queen. Like th- this is a, this is bomb type three, but it looks just like the regular ass stand. Yeah, it's just a very small Killer Queen, and uh, Rohan goes like, "Oh shit!" and tries to punch it a shitload with <laughs> uh, Heaven's Door, and it doesn't work because this isn't like this is just like a projection of Killer Queen. Yes. Rohan like tries to grab it and all this other stuff and everything just passes right through it because as Killer Queen or or Kira through Killer Queen states uh Killer Queen's already entered your pupils you're fucked. Uh this <laughs> uh-huh, new uh-huh. this new bomb type once you like see it it enters your eyeball and then you're just like done for. 
So Killer Queen is uh, uh, inside Rohan's vision because he is inside his eyeball and then does like a poolside dive even deeper, which is when Rohan's shoulder blades explode (laughs) in jets of blood. Yeah. With a freeze frame. We just like sit and watch his, his look of agony for a second. Yeah. And he he stumbles. He takes many steps back and just like falls on his ass on some stairs so so Kira gloating because Kira he's a gloater that's what he does mm-hmm. describes sort of the uh, highly conditional and highly convenient abilities yeah. of this new type of bomb it will detonate inside anyone who uses Hayato's investigation to find Kira mm-hmm. or if Hayato ever says or writes Kira's name yeah, it, it, if Hayato tries to communicate in any fashion, really, that his dad mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Kira. Even unwillingly, like having his Facebook open. Yeah, anyone who who comes across that information via Hayato will fucking explode. <laughs> so you can see why Kira was feeling so, so uh, uh, you know, footloose and fancy free today. Mm-hmm. So slightly after 8.30, everybody's a little bit late. All the friends are starting to assemble. And Rohan is just weakly calling out with the last of his his energy, the last of his ability to stand and control his body. Just crying for Koichi, raspy, quietly. He isn't heard. He screams. His his very last words are just Koichi. Mm -hmm. Aw. Mm. Aw, no. He doesn't hear him. He's never heard. And this is when Killer Queen appears in his vision again and goes like, hey, dude, get ready to see the true power of my third bomb type. Clicks the detonator again. And yeah, as Rohan screams Koichi, he fucking blows up like the biggest explosion we've seen from Killer Queen so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You thought she get you was nasty. Oh, God. Yeah. And as... Rohan explodes, Hayato wakes up and screams as he sees this dude exploding, and Mm -hmm. everything gets sucked into a single point as Hayato wakes up in bed from a nightmare, and he looks at the clock, and it is Friday, 7.30 a.m. again. (laughs) And here's where I come up with a a hypothesis that I think is interesting, but is shown to be false. (laughs) <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, the, the the arrow pierced through many parts of Kira. Some of those parts are actual dad parts. Mm. And so, much like Dio's stand reverberating down ah. the Joestar line through through Jonathan's body, does Hayato have a time loop stand now? Ah, okay, yeah. He does not, but I he think that would have been cool. That would have been cool, I agree. <laughs> But but Hayato begins to realize he is trapped in Friday, much like viewers were trapped for a month in Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Hayato just wonders, like, was I dreaming? All that shit that just happened was really weird. And the events of Thursday start to play out the same way again. He pulls out the tape from his pocket. His mom comes and yells at him to come down for breakfast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, Kai Harada coughs on the TV and starts the same news broadcast. He's not ready for the, the, the camera yet, but he's on. And so uh, Hayato begins flexing his foreknowledge because uh, once he starts to really recognize what's going on as something more than just simple deja vu, he intervenes to save the teapot from getting smashed. Mm-hmm. 
which leads Shinobu to have time to go answer the phone. And she then also hangs up on this person who, who called the wrong number, uh, and, but is glad that her teapot wasn't smashed. So that's good. Yeah. Right around this time, like Kira is has finished brushing his hair and checking himself out in the mirror. And he walks over to Hayato, kind of just like talking quietly in his ear as he's pouring some some tea. And it go- he goes, oh, looks like you've uh, you've noticed a little thing I've got set up here. <laughs> so who did you blow up yesterday? Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, this is when it becomes clear that the looping is yet another part of what uh, uh, Bomb Type 3 does. Yeah. Which is, there's a lot of abilities in this ability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so Hayato, as I guess the epicenter of the this strike, as the, the host for this third type of bomb, can remember at least vaguely the events of the time loop. Kira is just seeing Hayato act with something that looks like foreknowledge, so he knows there is one, Mm -hmm. but he does not know what happened. Yeah, and yeah, he starts explaining this third ability, which is called Bites the Dust. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bites the Dust is a new ability that he gained from this arrow piercing him that can only be activated when he's like really desperate and like put in a corner and he's all out of options Mm -hmm. so when he first got it he didn't know what it was going to do so he just used it on Hayato's dead body and it rewound time by an hour and it undid his mistake of killing Hayato and yeah once you touch something it rewinds time an hour and that thing you touched also becomes the new bomb to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. protect him from investigations and stuff so, so this is where I'm running it in my mind. How would I prefer this to happen? Because if the, the time loop is uh, uh, Kira's doing, then Hayato is stuck in a prison. Mm-hmm. And if it's Hayato's doing, the, the way I first thought, then he is stuck in a puzzle for himself to solve. Right. But yeah, Kira finishes explaining that. All of the kind of complex mechanics of Bites the Dust... Many of which don't really become clear until demonstrated. Yeah. There's so many fiddly bits on this one part of this stand that has several other abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Kira just finishes explaining, saying like, hey, you won't be able to tell anyone about my true identity because I'll fucking explode, kid. And that is the, the cliffhanger for this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just just the, the sweet little line, tell me, who did you murder? Like, he's very excited to hear about, you know, <laughs> yeah. who, who his son is sentencing to death. Like, man, uh, you know, control of behavior through guilt. You are mm-hmm. really becoming a, a dad. Good job. You're mm-hmm. doing it. So, so yes, now, now we know that all of the, the information our heroes could ever need has been collected, but it cannot possibly be delivered to them. What a conceptual cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, before we move on to uh, episode 46, Bites the Dust Part 2, I have two fun facts. First, about mm-hmm. the naming of the standability, obviously keeping with the, the queen theme yeah. and just a, a, a very direct name uh very descriptive for what it does you're fucking dead dude Mm -hmm. but also there is an element of the time reversal in this choice oh really another one bites the dust was part of the back masking controversy 
backmasking controversy? So uh, the, the idea people had that bands were hiding uh, satanic or otherwise mm. uh, perverse messages in right. their songs right. that would be revealed if you listen to them backwards. I didn't know Bites of Dust was one of those. There's the part in the middle of the song where Freddie Mercury is just chanting the title over hand claps, right? Yeah. And if you play that backwards, allegedly it sounds like start to smoke marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What a sinister message. (laughs) Or some people heard decide to smoke marijuana or it's fun to smoke marijuana. Mm -hmm. But after listening to to myself, I think start to smoke marijuana is is the most uh, accurate interpretation. It's like every backmasking thing where like if you just hear it alone, it sounds like nothing. But if someone tells you what you're supposed to hear, it's honestly pretty clear. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tamest fucking message you could. (laughs) Might as well just be drink Pepsi. (laughs) They were saving that for the uh, Josie and the Pussycats movie and and all those (laughs) subliminal messages. Right. But but second, uh, I I mentioned a very uh, exciting fact about part of this first episode. Mm -hmm. So the the manga chapter that includes uh, Rohan meeting Hayato and exploding is the 420th chapter in the run of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We've reached chapter 420. Nice. (laughs) In the same story with a reversed message to start to smoke marijuana. Like, it's all coming together. That's great. I wonder what the 69th chapter of JoJo was. Ooh, That had to be something of part two, I would think. Ultimate Warriors from Ancient Times, part five. Hmm. That that is uh, part of the the first encounter with the Pillar Men. The Clacker Balls are in play. Okay. Uh, Mark has just died. That's Chapter sixty nine. <laughs> oh no, not Mark the Nazi. <laughs> we 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 first see uh, Wamu's uh, uh, holy sandstorm revealed right. in in Chapter sixty nine. Okay, going into Episode thirty six, bites the the dust part two now, mm-hmm. and we start off. The shot, looking at the clock, it's 7.57 a.m. Shinobu's just now hanging up uh, the phone. K- Kira's still uh, taunting Hayato here, and he goes, mm-hmm, Oh, mm-hmm. I know who you must have killed. It seems, based on looking at you and, and how you're reacting, that you didn't tell anyone, so therefore, it's got to be Rohan. You blew up Rohan. <laughs> That's pretty sick, kid. Good job. <laughs> And so, uh, uh, as he's about to, you know, do his father dearest act and get that goodbye smooch, uh, uh, there is a sound of smashing China off screen. And then the camera cuts right back to Hayato standing, looking defiant mm-hmm. uh, uh, next to the smashed teapot. Yeah, and she was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you just fucking hate me? I do not understand this child. He'll smash anything to keep his mother from, from smashing right in the middle of the dining room. <laughs> Yeah, like as Shinobu is, she's got like tears in her, her eyes this time, and she's yelling at Hayato. Hayato is not paying any attention to her and is just looking behind her at mm-hmm, Kira, mm-hmm. who is just, he's just smiling. He loves this shit. And, and Kira just walks off to go to work. Uh, meanwhile, Hayato sneaks out a window to avoid that, uh, uh, you know, heart to heart he had with Pops the day that Rohan exploded. Yeah. The yesterday that is also today that Rohan exploded. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he rushes off to uh, uh, that rendezvous to find Rohan. 
as his only contact in the world of stand users. Like, I can't let him open my face, but mm-hmm. I've, I've got to let him help me find his friends so I can find a way to get them on the trail without killing them. It's <laughs> yeah. tricky. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Hayato has reached... Uh, he's very close by to where Rohan is, is hanging out, and he's he's kind of peeking from around a corner, just down the sidewalk. Rohan is, of course, alone now because uh, Haito's not there with him, and he arrived first, so he's looking at his watch. Mm-hmm. He's got one of them watches that has like a slot where the three should be, where the date goes, but it's oh, blank. Yeah. Why doesn't it say like one two sixteen four? Why does it say one two blank four? <laughs> I don't know. It's he has very peculiar taste that that Rohan. I suppose. Uh, so while Hayato is crouching behind a corner, his face starts to split open into pages. Uh, uh, <laughs> even without Heaven's Door being summoned to do so. Yeah. And, like, several of the other events that are foretold are, are happening all over again. The old man with its fly open sneezing and the women laughing. Hayato's just like, why the fuck is this happening? I didn't even get over... I'm I'm not even near Rohan yet. And this is where Kira just walks right up behind Hayato and puts the little school hat on him. And tells him that once the wheels of fate are set in motion, there's no turning them back, Hayato. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, even though Hayato is not near Rohan. That happened last time, so it's going to keep happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this leads us to the OP, which is different. It's different. I was not expecting a different OP so much earlier. It's not... And it's the most different the OP has ever been. This is not a simple matter of adding a, a sound effect track or a couple seconds of the world popping out. No, no. The whole thing runs in reverse. It's yes. being rewound uh, and edited on the fly by Bites the Dust. Yes. So we're getting like a, a new remixed version of the OP song because... Like, it's starting at the end, and then, like, when everything starts to rewind, the song kind of just stops, and you hear, like, the, the rewind sound effect of, like, a VHS being being rewound real fast, and then it's like you're getting different chunks of the song playing forward, and then going back to earlier verses, <laughs> essentially. It's cool. I like this one. <laughs> so, so we're back at 8.27 a.m. again. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, everything is as fate demands it. Fate demands that his face will open, that Zeus will strike in anger at Pepsi, <laughs> and that the teapot must smash. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is like, what if Thoth didn't have those missing bits? Like, yeah, you, you tried to change things, but there's no changing things. Yeah. Up to the point that at 8.30 on the dot, Rohan fucking explodes. Yep. Just on his own, that dude, and this time he has no fucking clue why he had exploded. He's no. he just violently exploded for no reason. But he does the first explosion, gets rocked, stumbles back in slightly more confusion than before, mm-hmm. and screams Koichi's name uh, as he dies again. Yeah. And this time when Rohan explodes uh, and, and Haito cries out, we don't see time rewind immediately this time we see Raimi walking around you know ghost alley and seeing the body of rohan you know like in agony in the sky slowly disintegrating and exploding just like shigechi and this really affects her i mean we 
all deaths seem to affect her. She said mm-hmm. so. She never met Shigechi, and she was pretty taken aback by that. But this is Lil Rohan. Th- yeah. This is her babysitting charge. Yeah, this is the kid she, like, saved and kind of sacrificed herself for, essentially. Yeah. She traded her life for his in the end, and now he's dead, too. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Kira is loving this shit. He... he- <laughs> He loves to watch Rohan die. Can't get enough of it from around, you know, that that little corner there. And he never met Rohan. Yeah. Imagine how gleeful he'd be if this was Koichi or Josuke or Jotaro. Mm-hmm. He's just gloating over this and loving this shit. He says to Hayato, you know, now that Rohan is dead, I could just pull the third bomb type off of you and time would just flow normally and there would be no way to reset everything. But 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 I don't feel like this that is yet. fun. This is you're a great little honeypot of of murder investigator bait, and uh, I'm gonna leave you like a live landmine for all these other idiots to kill themselves with. Yeah, and then you know maybe when all those guys are dead, maybe I'll remove it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Anyways, I gotta go off to work. Uh, you should just stop doing what you're doing and just enjoy your high school years, <laughs> which he's not even at yet. <laughs> Nobody knows what age anybody is in this world. <laughs> yeah. And he also, like, reiterates just, like, hey, bites of dust doesn't hurt you, so just, like, stop. <laughs> Go, just do normal kid things, whatever that is. So, so Haito, rather than doing normal kid things, he stumbles out into the street to seek the advice of psychic warriors. Yes. And Koichi, as a, as a nice, kind boy with an appointment, asks Hayato the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this begins the most unbelievable sequence. <laughs> it is so dumb. Because nobody, if everybody is here to talk about this child that is circled in the photograph, mm-hmm. everyone here is talking to the child who is in that photograph circled and nobody recognizes him. Yeah, and it's not even just like, oh, we saw him in the picture, but on the street, maybe it wouldn't be so easy to immediately recognize him. They're all individually holding uh, their own copy of the picture with the child circled in it. And he's wearing the same clothes! Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) God, even Jotaro is just like, hmm. They're all so focused on that Rohan is missing, they cannot recognize the very child they came to discuss. (laughs) Yeah. Jotaro is the one to recognize him, but not by his face, but by the name tag on his backpack. Everyone's super face blind this today. <laughs> I don't something like something in their drinks. This does not sell him as the observant detective <laughs> of the group. He's just the least idiot today. Yeah, it like this scene specifically makes it feel like Hayato is potentially still just in a nightmare. <laughs> Just just one of those frustrating things where everyone's not noticing a very plainly obvious thing. He's the only one with working eyes, and yeah. that's why he gets to look at dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that brings us to our mid-episode title card, which is not a stand. It is not a Morio landmark. It is a schedule of fated events on the morning yes. of July 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, this list of events does not include the the plane crash of JFK Jr. So maybe we can save we can save him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there is there is a point here where Hayato is getting freaked out because everyone suddenly starts to very slowly come to the conclusion that hey, this kid is Hayato Kawajiri, <laughs> and he's he's getting 
really worried because he doesn't want them to figure it out directly because they're going to fucking blow up. He doesn't want yeah, them to blow yeah. up. And they want to know what's up. They're they're here to ask questions. Questions start to fly. And so he's got to get out of Dodge real quick. So so he claims to have a nosebleed and he's he's got to go away, get get that taken care of. And everybody's like, oh, hey, let, let me lean down and, and check that out. So he punches himself in the face. <laughs> yeah, so he has it. So, so he'll have a real nosebleed to help his excuse. This 10-year-old is pretty fucking hardcore. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, you've seen those deltoids that did yeah. the kid lifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's got this whole nosebleed thing, but then Josuke is just like, oh, you don't have to go anywhere, and he heals his nosebleed with Crazy Diamond. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't just heal him. He kneels down to be on his level. He introduces himself and everyone else. He's trying to be kind and warm and open. Mm-hmm. It's the good Josuke. This good is the Josuke, Josuke. I, I really like. Yeah, and Haito is just like, fuck... They're gonna blow up <laughs> and so like they're they're starting to ask their questions and he's like don't ask me any of these questions i cannot talk to you i cannot say anything to you people i have to go and they're all starting to catch on they're they're much more used to like stand weirdness than recognizing people <laughs> yeah yeah so they're like, mm, well, if he says certain things, some sort of terrible consequence might happen. We all need to be careful. But Hayato is so anxious and tied up, he's not noticing that change in their demeanor. He's just got to go. Yeah. And there's a point where he thinks, like, it's all over. They're, they're, too, they're, they're asking too many questions. There's no way I'm going to be able to get out of this. The only way I can stop this is if I get rid of the bomb that causes this to happen. Therefore, I need to kill myself. <laughs> so I, I guess, does every student in this town have a, a box cutter? Because these, so these box cutters seem pretty common. I've seen a lot of other Japanese media where kids have these. Are there a lot of boxes in your average Japanese uh, student's life? I don't know. Yeah, he just kind of crouches on the ground, facing away from everybody. He just pulls out this box cutter and just leans on it, like on his throat. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, he's like kneeling face down and then does a crunch to, yeah. to squeeze into it. And everyone's just like, hey, kid with the... Kid? <laughs> you, you okay? You okay? What, what are you doing kid? over there? And... <laughs> Josuke, you know, or uh, Jotaro grabs him by the shoulder and turns him around, just going like, "Hey, are you okay?" And Hayato is crying, and he has not actually been able to stab himself in the throat because Bomb Type Three, the tiny little killer queen, will not let Hayato die. He has grabbed, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he has grabbed the box cutter so he cannot kill himself. He wants to keep his landmine primed and ready to to blow, and so yeah. There's a tiny little killer queen saving his life, and everyone but Hayato can see it and knows what's up. He's just like, why? What is stopping me from stabbing my own throat? What the fuck? Yeah. And so, therefore, all four of the gang... All four of them summon their stands in their most punching forms <laughs> to, to lunge at this. But just like Heaven's Door, all their blows go through. It's not really there. It's just an image projection mm -hmm. that could somehow stop a child from 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 you know <laughs> slicing his own jugular but whatever yep and bites the dust is glowing within all four of their left pupils yep and they all fucking blow up all four of them while kira gloats and haito 
does not take it well. No. No, he's seen five people explode. Technically six, because Rohan blew up, blew up twice already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's implied that we're not seeing every loop. We're not seeing every uh, uh, iteration of this. Mm-hmm. We don't know how many times he's seen how many people die. Yeah. Like, yeah, even the first time we, we see Hayato go through this day, like, he must have already seen it happen once already and didn't remember it the first time because, like... Because that's how his face, like, yeah. pre- uh, predicted the lightning and the old dude with the zipper down and, yep. and all that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this time, when Hayato wakes up the same morning, uh, he is just on the floor crying, bawling, because he can't... He can't kill himself. He can't do anything to save these people from getting blown up. I love the way he wakes up because Mm -hmm. he doesn't actually sort of wake up. Like he's screaming in the moment and just falls backwards into a void that's not really a void. It's Killer Queen's distinctive eyeball. Yeah. And then it just root him to, you know, be standing up uh, at 736, uh, still screaming in his room. (laughs) Yeah. And so this time, you know, Shinobu calls for him. Goes, oh, you're awake, closes the door. Hayato continues crying for a bit and then kind of gains his composure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and suddenly gets like a little flash of determination. Okay, I can't kill myself. The only way the bomb will go away is if Kira dies or he is forced to remove the bomb. Here is my thought. Here's my plan. Mm -hmm. Go up to your dad. Tell him that he is Yoshikage Kira. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So that he becomes a target of Bites the Dust. Mm. Oh, and then God. he'll have to turn it off before it uh, uh, is fated to blow up Rohan or the other four. Yeah, I wonder if that would work or if he would just go, aha, it's my own stand, so it doesn't hurt. I mean, yeah, probably would. Most but likely. I think it's worth a shot, right? Yeah, totally. Right? It, is, it's, it's, it takes like five seconds to do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when Hayato comes to this conclusion that probably the most likely way of these two to get rid of this bomb is for Kira to die. He's like thinking this as he pulls out his uh, box cutter, pulls the blade out and is just staring at it. And he think he thinks to himself as an 11 year old kid, it's impossible for me to, to, to kill that monster. <laughs> I've never thought I've had to kill someone before, but there is a way. He set his heart to kill even younger than Kira did. Like, yeah, that- <laughs> I bet Pappy Kira in his Polaroid is real, real proud of his grandson right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's just another, another serial killer in training. So his plan does not rely on such mundane things as knives or guns. Mm-hmm. No, he's assembled a plan that depends on all of the strange things he's seen recently. So he mm-hmm. goes up to the attic. He goes up to the attic to <laughs> claim uh, uh, the plant, the plant cat that can use stray cat. Yeah. Which has changed in design a little bit yeah it, it's become a succulent rather than a flowering plant yeah yeah it's evolving it's a pokemon this sort of genre shift you know how plants have genres mm-hmm. uh has made it look less cute and playful and more sinister yes it looks e- more evil now for sure it, it's covered in tiny spikes after all yeah so yeah hayato is up in that attic just barely pulling the the sheet off of the plant here as to not really wake it uh, by exposing to exposing it to light and mm-hmm. he thinks to himself like i've never really like actually prayed before in my life but this is the first time i'm going i'm really going for it god please help me kill someone <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, go big or go home. I think yeah, yeah. God helps, one, those who help themselves, and two, those who really go for it, man. <laughs> yeah. In this transfer, he did have to, like, dodge an air bullet, and he's like, good. This thing hates being woken up from naps so much that it will instinctively, as soon as it gets enough light to wake up, shoot deadly air bullets. Yeah, and he, he's ready for deadly air bullets because he's holding, like, a thick-ass, like, phone book or something in front of him to block <laughs> the bullets. And then when he closes his, when he closes his backpack and, like, checks the book, there are two holes punched clean th- clean through it <laughs> uh yeah so so yeah forget the box cutter we are using stray cat uh, as a deadly backpack trap yeah we're just gonna open this up when kira approaches him point blank and hopefully like shoot him straight through the heart or something so, so now after all these loops hayato is an expert at 8 a.m on july 16th he knows <laughs> everything that's gonna happen he's he's speed running the day he answers <laughs> the phone and hangs up on the wrong number he keeps mom from tripping but the teacup breaks in midair anyway uh, as Kira is drinking, the teacup uh, uh, just falls off its handle and then smashes the, the tea set below it, yep. spilling hot coffee all over Kira's wrists. Yeah, this is a uh, hi- this is a thing Hayato specifically sets up after he remembers that Kira told him that like things that have happened are they're gonna fucking happen one way or another. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. he he set that up so that. <laughs> the cup would, would break in his hand. Even uh, Hayato smashing the tea set on the last loop we looked at, uh, Kira convinced him that that wasn't really his free will to smash the tea mm-hmm. set. He was just, you know, the puppet of fate in that moment. Yeah. As Kira's wrist and hand gets burned by the, the tea or the coffee spilling or whatever, Hayato is just immediately running away to mm-hmm, go to mm-hmm. school. And he like... Runs up to his mom, Shinobu, and goes like, okay, mom, you know, going to school now and gives her a little peck on the cheek as he thinks like, mom, I'm going to protect you. Everything's going to be mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And I love this shot here where he runs by Kira like with a pep in his step and it goes into slow motion as he gl- gives a really quick, like really fucking hateful glare towards Kira <laughs> and then just keeps running. He's essentially become the, the little boy in, in Sweeney's Todd. Yeah. Like, he, he's imprinted on this fucked up little home life, and he's willing <laughs> to murder to save it from the father figure who is not his father, who is the worst person around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hayato is getting ready to, to set up his plan. He's hiding out by uh, the same corner of the wall that he was hiding out before. Because he knows that just like the last time, Kira's going to walk up behind him and put that hat on his head right there. So close he can't possibly react or dodge once the, the backpack the backpack trap flap is <laughs> is lifted. Yeah. Hayato's getting a little anxious because all the, the usual predestined things are happening and his dad, uh, Kira, still has not shown up yet. Where the fuck is he? Time's running out. And he notices, oh, there he is. He's just hiding behind this tree, just kind of st- stalking me. And like, yeah, he's got the hat with him. But Kira, thinking, thinking, talking out loud to himself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is going like, something's really off this morning. Hayato is in way too high of spirits. He was peppy. Gave his mom a little kiss. Something's up. I'm just going to stand over here and just kind of monitor the situation. 
he was too prepared for his own good. Yeah. Like, he, he he's so focused on the mechanics of cause and effect, he, he did not stop to think that his own, like, affect could cause an effect. Yeah. There, there's just, like, this tension in this scene of, like, when the fuck is this guy, like, is Kira actually going to walk over here? Did mm-hmm, my actions mm-hmm. cause, like, change this event in some way? I need to kill him before fucking Rohan explodes? <laughs> Mm -hmm. So that I can save his life. (laughs) And he's like, okay, he's going to come out from that tree any second now. And Kira just like leans back even further to hide further behind the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Like, yeah, yeah, he stepped further behind the tree. Look at your face. Mm -hmm. Look at the face you're making. (laughs) Yeah. You look like you've got a plan. Also, you're talking to yourself out loud. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Hayato's like, fuck, I got to take the shot. Tick, tick. We, we got to go. So uh, Hayato like kneels down facing toward the car with his back to, to Kira. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's sort of hiding the backpack and what's inside. And he lifts the flap, pointing it so like it shoots two huge air bullets like underneath his armpit behind him. Yeah. You know, there's still kind of many steps away from each other. But this is right as Kira finally decides... I'm going to just play along. Hey, son, you forgot your hat. And like the Mm -hmm. instant he does this, yeah, this is when the air bullets shoot out. And one of them hits him square in the heart while another goes wide and tears down that tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kira, like, there's a great animation for when Kira gets hit by this bullet and he just like spins on his heel and collapses. Mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> and br- we briefly cut to uh, Rohan, who is just thinking like, this is fucking weird. This kid never showed up. And Hayato goes to check on on Kira, who is bleeding from the mouth and appears to be injured or possibly dead. He's got a big hole, apparently, in his chest. He's carried over the backpack, ready to, like, open it up one more time for a coup de grace to the head. Yeah. When he is punched square in the jaw by his father. Yeah. And and because Hayato just got punched, the, the tiny killer queen manifests between Kira's fist and Hayato's jaw and, like, pushes Kira's fist away, like, no, no, no. Don't See, punch. it's autonomous. It it's autonomous, autonomous, and it ignores even the actions of Kira against it. Mm. You could just tell him, you are Yoshikage Kira, mm, and he'd maybe. have to turn it off to save his life. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, after uh, after punching Hayato here and, and knocking him to the ground, Kira gets up. He, he starts up another little speech here, and he, he's saying, like, lately, my nails have been growing extremely fast. And, I, <laughs> and like, there's been so many bad things happening lately like, I, you know, I thought this was the fucking end of me. But look at this. Uh, my luck has improved. The watch that was on his wrist that got burned by the coffee, he took it off. Because you're not going to wear a, a, a wristwatch to chafe your burned wrist. That's yeah. nonsense. And so he stored it in his chest pocket, which has blocked the air bullet from killing him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Kira begins gloating again, as he has said in, in many times throughout part four, that the world has his back. Like fate and the universe will always uh, give him a lucky break whenever he's put into a corner. And this is just the latest example of the world working like mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. him. But I see it as a second example of on this loop, Hayato being screwed by his own hubris, yeah. becoming too much like his new father. Yeah, yeah. As, you know, Kira explains all that, <laughs> Hayato just thinks, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> And the the music crescendos as it just ends on 
like a, a LED watch, the seconds ticking away to the time where Rohan will die. So yeah, everything's bad. Everybody's going to die. They're all fucked at 829 and 16 seconds. TikTok, yep. baby. Yep. And so, yeah, that that is the, the two episodes for this week. And next week will be the ending mm-hmm. to Diamonds Unbreakable uh, with the final three episodes. That's right. Next time we will be back with episodes 37 through 39, Crazy Diamond is Unbreakable, parts one and two, and Goodbye, Morio, the Heart of Gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though the mechanics of Bites the Dust are a little fiddly and, and complex, I like the the scenario it sets up for these two episodes mm-hmm, where a mm-hmm. child has to <laughs> break a time loop. <laughs> I think that's super fun. I mean, K- Kira knows all about time loops. He's a big 12 Monkeys fan. Uh. <laughs> and yeah, I think there's just a lot in these two episodes that, that work really well. Both like the evolution of, of Kira into being like, accepting like this father role and just loving it because he gets to be abusive towards everyone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is fun for a stand fight to be a puzzle fight between a dude with a stand and a child with no stand who doesn't know what stands are and this is the sort of dynamic i was thinking about when i said man it sure would be nice if kira started as a guy without a stand that then (laughs) got one yeah yeah because imagine if this was the other way around, if if this was uh, Kira somehow being continually dangerous and persevering and doing what he does mm-hmm. while being hounded by Josuke or, or uh, Rohan or anyone else. Yeah. And then he gets pierced all the way up the arm and has a fucking dangerous, crazy ass stand <laughs> like bites the dust. Yeah. And yeah, this th- this two-parter also introduces like this new stand mechanic thing, which will not show up. Almost at all, but it's a thing just keep in your mind that like what happens if someone with a stand gets stabbed with the arrow again? You will always get an additional ability for your stand. What what happens if Super Dio put the stone mask on again? Oh god. Yeah, stab him with an arrow, put the, the stone mask on with the redstone of Asia on. I don't even know what that would end up being. It's funny that like the ultimate power of the the main villain of part four is also time related, mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. Dio. <laughs> it's not always the case, but it is a bit of a trend in JoJo for villains to have time based powers because it's something that's so insurmountable, right? Yeah. Like, how do you? It's an advantage because it can deliver any advantage. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of interesting. Like we we've had several other episodes where Hayato is has featured. A lot, but like he is straight up just the protagonist right now. <laughs> it's none of the JoJo's. <laughs> uh, I I do enjoy that 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 Koichi is like spending so much time with uh, Jitaro off screen. Apparently, yes, yeah. Because when they set up the meeting, like Koichi goes to Josuke, and Josuke's like, "Okay, I'm going to bring Okiasu," and Koichi's like, "Yeah, I'm already bringing your nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are friends now because." I think that is where Koichi belongs. Like we were talking about uh, uh, a week ago, like he is dramatically in the same position as Jotaro. He he mm. had his journey, he had his victory, and now he's the strong guy you you call in as backup. But his his journey is done. Yeah. So yeah, he should be hanging out in the hotel all the time with with Joseph and Jotaro as he's <laughs> in their category. Yeah. And good for him. The little guy became one of the strongest dudes around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now he's yeah. got to hang out with the buff guys. <laughs> Koichi hasn't done it yet, but he's already been welcomed into the group of dudes who have killed gods. 
basically. (laughs) (laughs) You're only like 14, dude. Like, it's just a matter of time. (laughs) I said mine to space. I'm planning to send one to the center of the Earth. Just make him so fucking heavy. (laughs) Right? Yeah, just send him to the core of the Earth. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff in JoJo that feels like set set up and it doesn't always end up with a payoff. And Mm -hmm. with part four, at least, it feels like a lot of the setup actually does come back and pay off. Like, hey, you know, the little cat plant was set up not just be a weird thing. Like, it's a whole part of this big, uh, you know, plan Hayato has and is satisfying for for him to use that knowledge from many episodes ago. Yeah, to, to turn one of Kira's tools against him. Yeah. Part four just has a lot of stuff that actually does come back for the most part in a satisfying way. And I it's nice to see Jojo do that when it sometimes doesn't. I'm curious to see how the story eventually treats Shinobu. Mm. Like, is she going to see the the truth behind the, the mask? And if so, what is she going to think about that? Right, yeah. Because I don't know. I could not guess with any certainty. <laughs> yeah. Shinobu just needs to meet literally any other man, I think. <laughs> there are plenty of dudes who actually show real genuine affection and if you go ape shit over the fakest uh, affection in the world, like, your brain's going to blow up. If she is so wild about a man who is, like, stern and confident and strong, there's this dude from out of town <laughs> who's staying at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. You know he's set to inherit one-third of a massive real estate <laughs> venture. And I'm also going to say pretty sure he's literally never had a girlfriend so he doesn't have any sort of standards just a girl giving him attention would be exciting <laughs> trust me he likes it he's not smiling that's how you know he likes it yeah yeah just, just ask his mom like and also he's a fucking marine biologist you get to go on like seafaring trips all the time you want to see whale crime You ain't going to see that with any other man. This is the only dude who's witnessed it. (laughs) And that's how, that's how we stopped Kira. We set up Shinobu on a blind date with Chitaro. (laughs) And you'll never fucking drop your tea set again because he can just stop time and grab it. There'll never be a spill in this household. There we go. We're, we're coming up with all of the, the ideal JoJo pairings. I got to see if anyone's paired Ooh. Shinobu with literally anyone else. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think Shinobu is a JoJo character a lot of people think about. <laughs> but we do. Constantly. All the time. <laughs> I'm very curious why she has those shorter hairs that are pinned back. Just like, pick pick a length. Why do you do that to your head? <laughs> yeah. It's like bangs coming out of her temples that she doesn't want. Just don't do it then. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I know that there is a segment of JoJo fandom, a mm-hmm. segment that is represented within our listenership, that thinks that Josuke and Okiasu would be cute together. And mm-hmm. I know exactly where they're coming from, but I am not with them mm-hmm. because I want the dynamic where both of them talk about who they're dating with each other. I want them <laughs> to be that kind of friends. Yeah, but yeah. the problem is there is no one else good for them to smooch. No, yeah, they... <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any other pairings, really. Like, there are not a lot of like other candidates. 
Like, yeah. what, fucking Hazamata? Get that shit out of here. No. God, fuck you, no. No, Hazamata's dating Rohan. The the class <laughs> rep that got her hair set on fire? Mm. Maybe, but she's in like three pages. I don't gotta read on her. What? And I is fucking dead, and also an adult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the girls are in part six. <laughs> They'll be in their 30s by then. Let's see. Uh, while, while we're talking about callbacks, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting this. I would be shocked and even confused if this happened. But just the idea that Slug Dad's stand is revealed and important in the oh, future. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, they, they figure out a way to fix him, and he has, like, secret information because he was down with the, oh, the arrow back in the old days. Yeah. Like like we both expressed in the past, man, I, I wouldn't mind part four being, like, double the length just because there's a lot of minor characters I would really honestly like to have a focus on. I would love more about Okiyasu's dad and mm-hmm, Okiyasu's mm-hmm. relationship with him. I would love yeah. that. Instead of the stuff they added in to uh, July 15th, part one, mm-hmm. like the, the scenes they had that foreshadowed the scenes that would lead into the action. Yeah. Just doing that. Why not signpost like, hey, these are the characters that are doing something and here's what they're doing earlier in the week with a scene with Okiyasu and his dad or mm-hmm. a scene about Okiyasu and his dad. It's it's a teenage boy living with his mutant dad in an abandoned haunted house. Why aren't there more scenes about this? Just a scene of like the two of them eating oatmeal, watching Wheel of Fortune together. Yeah. Would be adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know where it could go, but I honestly have always wanted more of Joseph and the Invisible Baby. Babies do a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. Like this, this baby is probably hit some developmental milestones that we have not seen. <laughs> yeah, while being raised by uh, uh, elderly Joseph. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to see the baby start to lift itself up on the coffee table. That's what I want. Yep. I want to see that. And Absolutely. it's just like a onesie walking around the living room. <laughs> yeah, the the hotel room that joseph is staying in with the invisible baby is just like there's just massive holes carved out in every object (laughs) baby's real stressed out today it's teething (laughs) the baby's teething and everything's fucked everything's invisible (laughs) the the hotel manager drives up it looks like a bomb went off there's a whole huge (laughs) circular hole in in the wall of the the hotel and like oh my god Ah." but the water's not leaking. Hmm. The, the HVAC is still fine. This is so confusing. <laughs> the only thing that's going to solve this this problem is if we get this baby. It's Binky, but it's also invisible. <laughs> We're fucked. You got to put like little sound like beeping trackers on everything or something. And that's what Echoes is doing in <laughs> when he's hanging out with Jotaro. It'd be real great if Shigechi were still alive so Harvest could just find it. Oh, man. A Kira-less diamond is unbreakable, where Shigechi just tells Harvest, find this baby's parents. Yes, yes. And two very confused people are being dragged through the street on an, <laughs> on a bed of stands they can't see. <laughs> we, you were tweeting about it uh, just a few days ago, about, like, th- there's at least a couple different characters in part four who have stand powers, I feel, gives them a moral obligation to help out the world. <laughs> Like, you're talking about Josuke could probably technically, like, repair 
everything in the atmosphere causing global warming back into fuel. <laughs> and like he could honestly just be walking patient by patient in hospitals and just <laughs> carrying all of them like he's Jesus. Th- these are things that uh, a crazy diamond could do that I don't want to see in JoJo's, but there are still some wild shit that I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Like I do have a, a mental image of uh, uh, Joseph K grabbing someone's scarf because he's in trouble, and then using Crazy Diamond to warp him to New Zealand as the scarf <laughs> yeah. reattaches to the sheep it, the, the wool was shorn <laughs> from. Oh my god! Like, whoo! Got out of trouble real quick. Oh, that would kick ass, right? I don't know. Just having like a single rivet or piece of an airplane so he can fly whenever it takes off. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine, like, 28-year-old Josuke. He just has a bundle of junk everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah. Shigechi could really help out with missing persons cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. But, yes, e- even as the end of uh, Diamond is Unbreakable approaches, even as things reach a fever pitch, mm-hmm. even as our five most proactive heroic stand users... Well, four plus Rohan uh, are dead in the grave. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, ju- we just don't want to go. It's a fun cast we want to spend time with, and we're only yeah. going to have one more week of that. That's yeah. right. Come back ne- next week for, again, Crazy Diamond is Unbreakable, part one and two, and the finale, Goodbye, Morio, the Heart of Gold. Oh, man. That means in two weeks' time, we're going to have a, a very special guest talking about these final portions. Uh, and I'm very, very excited for that one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Until then, to be continued. To be continued. To be continued.